0: Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You are listening to the Dan Patrick show on Fox Sports Radio.
3: It's hour 1 on this Wednesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick show. Glad to have you on board. If you're watching, you're listening, all the above, or maybe it's after the show and you're listening to the podcast. Come on in, stay a while. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Got a lot of stats after last night. The uh, Vegas Golden Knights, congratulations! It took them six long years finally. to win a Stanley Cup. Finally, forever, some lean years. Yep, they finally did it. All they've been through. If you're a if you're a Toronto Maple Leaf fan, you got to be going. You got to be kidding me. We, we've been waiting decades, <laughs> you know, uh, half a century here, and they end up winning a Stanley Cup in the uh, first six years of their existence. They've been to the uh. Stanley Cup final twice in six years. And uh, the Golden Knights had four different players score at least ten goals this postseason. They roughed up the Panthers 9-3. to Now, if you're going to look at that, so you say 9-3. If I was going to attach a touchdown for every one of those goals, that's 63 to 21 that they won last night. Basically, after the second period, they could have brought the cup to intermission and let the Vegas Golden Knights just sort of get uh, familiar with it. All right. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dp show. Watching on Peacock. Thank you. I'm staring right at you right now saying thank you for downloading the app and watching this program and our radio affiliates around the country. We are numbering nearly 390 around America and around the world. I got a letter from somebody who uh, watches, listens in Australia, oh. and they said that uh, they love when we talk cricket. And I go, I didn't know we talked cricket,
4: but uh,
5: we can try. Have we? Can we?
4: I don't know. I don't recall a big cricket uh, run on this show. No, not
3: yet. Not yet. But uh, they like when we talk Formula One and cricket. It's a couple that
5: watches uh, or listens every day. There's a big cricket community up by where I live. Yeah. There's a lot of games up there, and it's always just fascinating to see. Okay.
3: Yeah, I never quite figured it out. It just seems like it goes on forever, like days. Uh, which would be great if you just want to go and you don't have a job and you just sit there and and watch. Pitching motion is kind of awesome. Yes, it is. Underappreciated. I like it. Simply safe never rests on its laurels, and they could. They've been uh, named the best home security system the last three years by U.S. News and World Report. They have the two-in-one smoke and CO detector distinguishes between fire and cooking smoke so you get fewer false alarms. They've thought of everything. You can get 20% off your new system, dan.com. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Play of the day poll question and, of course, stat of the day. All of that forthcoming. The Golden Knights prevail. They win in five games. South Florida. Oh, not a great week for South Florida <laughs> with the Miami Heat and the Florida Panthers. Great week for Vegas. They approve the stadium for the new and improved Oakland A's. And the Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. We got some drama with the Bills and their star receiver, Stefan Diggs. It's a little confusing there. Um, you know, the Buffalo Bills, they'll be a contender for the Super Bowl. Feels like they've been a Super Bowl contender for the last couple of years. But something odd is going on. It was reported on Monday, Stefan Diggs was not present at the Bills training camp. Head coach Sean McDermott stated that the star receiver's absence was very concerning. One day later... It was revealed by Diggs' agent that the receiver met with the coaches on Monday, plans to participate in the entirety of training camp. The receiver's planned involvement is, well, has to be a sigh of relief for the Super Bowl uh, aspirations in Buffalo. But there's something going on there. I don't know exactly because if you look, uh, Josh Allen said this isn't football-related. Because I thought, all right, is he upset with the number of targets uh, this past season? How the playoffs ended? Uh, but here's Josh Allen talking about his relationship with Stefan Diggs.
4: Internally, we're, we're working on some things um, not football related. Um, but, you know, Steph, he's my guy. I, I, excuse my I love
3: him. He's, he's a brother of mine. You know, this does not work, what we're doing here without him. You know, we, we wish he was in here today and was out there on the field with us, and that's, that's not the case, but I've got his back no matter what. Once again, not football-related, because if you look at how the season ended, he confronted Josh Allen on the sidelines, basically saying, hey, throw me the ball or I'm open. Uh, we did talk to Stefan Diggs at the Super Bowl, and he didn't give us any gory details there. He just said, look, I'm competitive. This is who I am. Josh Allen had this to say as well. I think that there are some, some things that, uh, could have gone better last year, um, and didn't. I think we're just as a, as an organization, maybe not communicating the right way with, with everything. So again, just trying to talk and, and listen at the same time and hear him out. And, and like I said, just try to move this forward as, as quickly and as respectfully as, you know, as possible. Okay. Once again, it's not football related, but they had the sideline incident. Now, this is like DeAndre Ayton and Monty Williams. Remember they had at the end of the season the previous year, and then they didn't talk the entire summer. And they go, how is it that you as a coach don't reach out to smooth something over? Or Josh Allen as the quarterback, if you know something's going on, then you, you, you try to stave this off. You, you, you try to make sure that you have a preemptive strike so it doesn't become more. And if Stefan Diggs is thinking, hey, I'm waiting for you to reach out, we got to communicate better. What exactly is, is, uh, is at the crux of this? Because I'm looking at his targets in 2022. He had 154. That's fifth in the NFL. 2021, 164 targets. Fifth in the NFL. 2020, 166 targets. First in the NFL. That can't be the issue, right? Yes, Paulie?
4: Yeah, and Diggs missed a game last year. So if he would have played all 17 games, he would have been just behind. Justin Jefferson, Devontae Adams, and Tyree Kale. He would have been fourth in the NFL in targets during the regular season. But it's
3: not football-related, according to Josh Allen.
4: That actually
3: makes it more confusing. Yes. And does it make it worse because it's not football-related? Because if this is, hey, get me the ball more, I'm a playmaker, I understand that. I've never met a wide receiver in the NFL who didn't think they were open and never satisfied. Hey, you got uh, 12 catches. Yeah, I should have had 14. I was open 3 other times. But not football related. Is it communication related?
5: Yes. What, are, what are you not communicating, right? I mean, Josh Allen said we could be communicating better. What what is the miscommunication? If if he's your buddy,
3: if he's your guy, this doesn't work without him. Aren't you in contact with him anyway during the off season? And what is it that was there that, you know, can be rectified here? Is it just, hey, we need to sit down and talk? Uh, Don't disregard my feelings? I'm not quite sure exactly what's going on here. Here is the head coach of the Buffalo Bills,
5: Sean McDermott. Steph is not here. Um, Everybody else is here at the current time.
2: How concerned are you about
5: that? Oh, very concerned. Yeah, very concerned. Okay,
3: I would have said, what are you concerned about here, coach? I know that they tried, tried to pry something out of him here, but even with Josh Allen, everybody wanted to talk football. But, hey, we are talking football, because if Stefan Diggs isn't going to be here, then that's a big blow to Buffalo. That is, it is football-related. Even if it's not about what happened on the field or on the sidelines or the number of touches and targets, it's still football-related, because it does affect the football team. But Stefan Diggs, um, he's got an issue here. And I don't know how you solve that. But that's, you know, that's one of those off-season topics right now. I know it's June, but does it linger? Does it linger into July and August? And it feels like it's lingered since after the Super Bowl, before the Super Bowl. When we talk to him, I mean, he's a wonderful interview. But I just wonder if there's something else there. Here's Stefan Diggs with us at the Super Bowl.
6: And back, um, it was it was just a it was just a you know that season that kind of like shook out the way it did. I feel like the first nine weeks we had a we had a kind of like a formula like a recipe for winning, and uh, we kind of got away from it on the back end. You know what I'm saying we we were we were creating, creating ways Ooh. to win, but. And just how we were winning wasn't as smooth as the first nine weeks. Yeah. So, uh and I kinda attested that just throughout the season. You know, we had a lot of ups and downs and um individually just trying to keep them things keep things tied together. It's just it was just some crucial moments in the in the year that uh like late in the late in this late in the season, you know, late in the fourth quarter, it was opportunities and we didn't take advantage of. Okay. So I feel like um like that last that last uh I guess Series or that last play when you saw frustration it wasn't necessarily just that play, but those moments built up to it like culmination. It's exactly it's it's and for me it was uh, up to this point like we've seen quarterback and receivers as far as like tandems and guys who play at a high level and every quarterback has their guy You know in those moments like you you are the guy I'm and up to this point I've been the guy uh, for my team and uh, for my quarterback So in those moments of course, I want the ball. I'm saying I'm never will apologize for that. I I'll show you a, a good loser. I'll show you a loser. You know what I'm saying? So no. like at the end of the day, um, like in that moment, uh, it was fourth and whatever. Of course, I was one on one on the backside and I wanted to put us in a position to win. So, um, uh, you know, I'll never pro- apologize for passion because we kind of, we forget about this game, I guess. Like, and, you know, some people say like, oh, don't be a sore loser or, you know, it's hard not to be frustrated. So for me, I always look at it as earlier in that season, we had a, um, we had a real. All right. So. He's sort
3: of talking around the problem there, and it sounds football-related. Because he's talking about, you know, the season, the first half, everything's great, and then second half, and then the playoffs, and then the fourth down call. That sounds football-related.
5: Yeah, Seton. Yeah, it almost sounds like it's not the uh, total number of targets. It's targets at the time that he needs to be targeted. And if he's one-on-one, whatever, on the outside or something, and that's a blown player, you miss that that pass, then that's that's a problem, you know. Almost like he's addressing more specific yes. incidents than he is a, a larger.
3: Yeah, it was in the moment, and uh, you know, I got one on one coverage. I want the ball in that situation. I won't apologize for that. Yeah, Paulie.
4: I, I wonder if maybe you know how it morphed into something more personal, where when Stefan Diggs complained, it didn't go over well or he was told to shut up. Well, Josh
3: Allen doesn't acknowledge him.
4: Yeah, maybe Josh Allen was doing that over the... And we just saw one clip of that. But imagine, you know, in the meeting rooms or in the hallways or on the practice field, maybe it morphed into a bigger personal problem and hasn't corrected itself.
3: Yeah, because he's saying to Josh Allen, he's very demonstrative on the sidelines. Like, hey, and Josh is looking down at his tablet. And I don't know if, hey... You know, and and unless Josh Allen has seen this before, as Pauly has pointed out, uh, or it's, hey, acknowledgement, you're embarrassing me here. You know, I'm the guy. Get me the ball. I had one-on-one coverage. Although I'm watching the play, I don't know if he thought he was more open than what he was because he didn't look like he was wide open on a situation like that. But receivers never know what the quarterback's going through, if there's uh, you know, somebody in his face, he's got to scramble, all of those things. The receiver, you know, they, they're they uh, individual contractors. It's like, hey, I'm doing my job, I'm open. Uh, yeah, I couldn't get you the ball because of this or this or this. But that one felt like Josh Allen has seen this before, and he wasn't acknowledging it, and it feels like it's football-related. Does it bring about more questions because they're trying to say, and maybe, maybe it is non-football-related. But it, it feels like it. there has to be an attachment that's football-related to this. Or maybe that's where it started and it escalated into something else. But to say it's not football-related, does that make it worse? 877-3DP-SHOW, email address dpadanpatrick.com, Twitter handle at dpshow. Yes, Seaton? Football-related is the easy fix. Yeah, I would think. That's the easy yes. one. Okay, we'll throw it to you yeah. more. Sorry. Yeah. Jeez. It's not football-related. Okay, did he take your parking spot? Like, what? What happened here? Coming up, the most successful expansion teams in history. (laughs) Maybe that doesn't sound like an exciting tease, though, if I say, hey, expansion teams, success. The Golden Knights, six long years, and they finally cashed in on the Stanley Cup final.
4: (laughs) But you're right. You, you thought the Maple Leafs,
3: <laughs> which is cold blooded. Well, imagine if you're the Indians. Yeah. Now the Guardians that you're going. You got to be kidding me. Remember when the you know the Marlins? It felt like every five years. Are you
4: asking me if I remember when the Marlins became a good expansion team? <laughs> Jeff
3: Conine. Yeah. Yes. It's like man, you got to have guys like Jeff Conine if you're going to win a World Series. I think that, okay. Every five years would be like. uh Yeah, let's uh, win a championship, and then we'll get rid of everybody, and then we'll build back up and win another one there.
2: Yes, Marvin? Jeff Kona, you mean Mr. Marlin?
3: Well, yes, he is. Yeah. He's their version of Ernie Banks. Oh, he's Mr. Cub, Mr. Marlin. Yep, let's play one.
4: (laughs) Who was the manager on that team?
3: Jim Leland. Jim Leland, Leland, right? Jim, Jim Leland. Jeez. He could smoke some heaters, oh, man. Could. He could. He, was, some he was he was all cigarette team, man. Yeah. That dude could be he, yeah, he could pound. We pounds. should bring
4: that back. We should have more manager smoking.
3: Well, players were smoking too. Yeah. Uh. Let's take a break here. Phone calls. <laughs> Operator Tyler's standing by. Coming up a little bit later on. He is uh Michael Porter Junior the third, the Nuggets forward will join us. And uh, Brandel Chamblee will join us on Loan from Golf Channel. So we got a lot to get to. We're back after this Dan Patrick show. LifeLock, uh, another data breach to report. Managed Care of North America, Inc., a major insurance company, suffered a data breach that exposed the personal information of nearly 9 million patients. So hackers had access to all of this from February 26th through March 7th of this past year. All of that is there for the taking. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives every single day. And I mention this with LifeLock because eventually you're going to be a victim. The odds are not in our favor. If you have LifeLock, they detect and alert you to potential identity threats that you may not spot on your own. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Save up to 25% off your first year. Promo code PATRICK, one 800 or Go to LifeLock.com. Use the promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon Eastern, six to nine Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or
2: stream us live on the Peacock app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals.
4: Congrats to the Vegas Golden
3: Knights. In their sixth season of existence, they win the Stanley Cup. Vegas scored 26 goals in the Stanley Cup final. That's the most by any team since the 1991 Pittsburgh Penguins. And matching the 1981 New York Islanders for the most in a five-game series in the final. Woo! Data of the Day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. They had nine goals on 31 shots.
4: That seems high percentage. It
3: does. It felt like there was more scoring this year, or at least in the playoffs. I don't know the number of goals scored or the average number of goals scored per game. Yes,
4: Todd? It also felt, at least last night, that Vegas was on a power play for the entire game. <laughs> there was at least one more player on the ice for
2: them.
3: They might have been. I like, you know, when we have guys who have injuries and we're like, you know, that guy's bothered by, uh, you know, he tweaked his ankle or this guy's got a, you know, hurt finger. He, or Matt Kachuk, uh, he has a broken sternum. Wow. And still played. But uh, I, I almost said his dad, Keith Kachuk. <laughs> That's how old I am. I remember when uh, he was playing. But uh, Matthew Kachuk, he had a uh, broken sternum. He still came back to play. I don't know what injury you can have in hockey where you don't come back, where you know you, your teammates realize, now he's not going to be able to come back. Now, maybe a concussion, maybe, but uh, they would somehow hide that. You know The, the one uh, hockey player who had – but they lost track of how many stitches he had above his eye. I think they stopped at 80, but uh, he still came out and played. (laughs) You know, if you're a hockey player and you get hurt, you're like, God, my teammate's going to be so disappointed. I mean, I got a broken leg, but it's not
4: that bad. It's broken anyway. You might as well get a shift in. (laughs) Can can you guys ever remember a, a final sporting event like Super Bowl, any title event where it felt over earlier? When the end of the second period, fans were taking pictures and like starting to celebrate the end of the second period. Yeah, like 28 to three, the Falcons and the Patriots
3: (laughs) felt like it was over. I still love when, you know, NFL films captured some of the Falcons and they were talking trash, like the game is over. And then there's one player saying, hey,
5: Tom Brady's out there. Don't start celebrating. (laughs) Yes, Eaton. It feels like college football national championships could have where it gets real ugly real early uh yeah alabama notre dame comes to mind where it was like okay this is big brothers versus little brothers here this isn't going to work
4: called over during the national anthem yeah
5: yeah Yeah.
3: all right uh the milwaukee bucks won an nba title in their third season the arizona diamondbacks in oh one with uh big unit and kurt schilling they won the world series in their fourth season the marlins were in their fifth season in 1997 So here they are, their fifth season, and they're facing the Cleveland Indians, the Indians at the time, and uh, the Indians lose in dramatic fashion. Edmonton Oilers, fifth season. That was 1983. The Baltimore Ravens, fifth season. They were technically an expansion team, but actually that was the relocated Browns, uh, though they had to leave their nickname in the history in Cleveland. That one doesn't count. Raven's not an expansion team, uh and then the Golden Knights, their sixth season. who's next? the guardians, the lions. Or is it going to be somebody like, you know, the Kraken are going to end up, uh, going to Stanley Cup final in their, what, third or fourth season? Yeah, Pauline.
4: I don't think I remembered the Cleveland Indians lost that one in 11 innings.
3: Yeah, dramatic to, to the fashion. Marlins.
4: Yes. Oh, and then the, the same thing to the Cubs. Yes. Dramatic fashion. They have to be the one seed for the American sports franchise.
3: Because they've been close. The Lions haven't been close.
4: Right. As but, far as like everyone would get behind their cause.
3: Would people get behind the Clippers? Would people get behind the Padres? I think they would get behind the Lions. I think, well, maybe they would get behind the Guardians. That that'd be one of those that the story would start to build. But the name change hurts that. Definitely hurts. Yeah, man, the long-suffering Guardian family fans. It's almost like that resets the clock, in a way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's over. Yeah,
4: like they're over the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> Who else would be up there?
3: Clippers, Guardians, Lions.
4: Paulie? Here's one, and this is controversial. The Browns are I, off. This. Okay,
3: I was going to say the Browns. The
4: Browns would have been. They made movies about the Browns stinking draft day and stuff like that, but I really believe that Deshaun Watson has almost put the Browns on hold as a rootable franchise, rootable okay. for yeah. he is. Yeah. His baggage has made them off the board as far as people are rooting for them yeah. nationally.
3: Yeah, I could see that. Uh, who else would be in there? But the Browns were great in the 60s. You know, pre-Super Bowl, they were great. And then the Packers became great and then won the first two Super Bowls. So you forget about the Cleveland Browns in the uh, early 60s to mid-60s. And then Green Bay with Vince Lombardi and Bart Starr, they came in, took the first two Super Bowls. It's like the pre-Super Bowl era, Cleveland was a, a dominant Franchise. Yes, Paul.
4: The Lions seem to have the perfect mix. They got a quarterback who was jettisoned by the Rams, and he's like getting back into football with Jared Goff.
3: And they love to gamble. Yep. They, yes. They, they oh. love to gamble. They're like us. They love to gamble.
4: They've got the right coach for sound bites, the, the Lions. Yeah, he's yeah, very Campbell. Yeah, entertaining Campbell. Yeah, sure, sure. Lions are a one seed.
3: See, I, I worry about the Lions this year. Last year, I thought they were a playoff team. This year, they have expectations. I think that's the problem sometimes. Florida Panthers, no expectations this year, had a wonderful year. I don't know if the Golden Knights had expectations. That always, Denver Nuggets, even though they were the one seed, I don't know what the, I don't know if people thought, okay, the Nuggets. What were the preseason odds on the Nuggets? Were they even in the top? They weren't top five, I don't think, to win the title. I have to believe they were probably eight, seven or eight. Yeah, Paul.
4: Yeah, you're right on. They they were eighth to win the title. Celtics, Warriors, there's favorites to win the NBA preseason. Uh, Celtics, Warriors, Bucks, Nets, <laughs> Clippers, Suns, Sixers, Heat. Uh, Heat were above the Nuggets before the season. Okay, just a touch.
3: And by the way, Nuggets fans, you can take your victory lap and say nobody believed in us. Go ahead. Yeah. You can say it to the media. You can say it to NBA fans. Nobody believed in you, and you have every right to say that if you want to. Factually, correct. Now, I would prefer you didn't because just take your championship. That's how you shut everybody up. You don't have to tell everybody you didn't believe in it, but if you want to, you can. But you won the title, so you are saying, hey, nobody believed in us because you would be correct. Also, we've been trying to find a comp. For the Joker. Like, who does he play like? Like, who is he uh, in a previous generation? Oh, is he Tim Duncan? Is he, uh, you know, Rex Chapman said he's a seven-foot Steve Nash, which I found very interesting. I have a comparison for Nikola Jokic. Are we playing guess that comp? Yes. Not a basketball player.
4: Okay. Yeah. So this is someone who makes everyone around them better.
3: No, it's just I I thought of this guy and I'm thinking he reminds me of Nikola Jokic. He's an athlete. He's big. He's great. Football player. He's funny.
5: The Kelsey Bros.
3: in, In a in a unique way. So it might be more oh we got theme music for guests the Joker comp. Hey, let me see if I can give you hints. Uh, great backstory. Has a brother, also competes. Yeah, Paulie?
4: Travis Kelsey?
3: Nope. Not one of the main sports. Not, oh. not baseball, football, basketball. For some reason, I thought of this guy and I go, he reminds me of Nikola Jokic for some reason. Not baseball, football, basketball. Or, nope. Very, very good. And as a brother, top of his profession. Top.
2: Yeah. One of the Klitschko brothers?
3: No. No. Oh, oh, oh. that other guy. Tyson uh, Fury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Got a unique personality. Big guy. Okay. Uh, good, you know, interesting backstory. Not exactly jacked. <laughs> no. He, he somehow gets it done, got a got a sense of humor there. For some reason, I, that's who the Joker reminds me of, is Tyson Fury. Okay. All right. Bloop? Yeah. We'll
5: give you one. Well, that, that sounded like a courtesy bloop. Well, no, it was a, yeah, right, we'll give you it. It didn't feel like anybody was stepping up with a bloop, and maybe you wanted one. Okay.
3: Yeah, if Colin Cowherd came up with that, you'd be like, okay, all right. That's right. <laughs> yeah, are like, man, you gotta hear what he said. Today. Yeah,
5: I always do that. You
3: know that. I always do that. Colin always has these these analogies. <laughs> You're like, he uh, reminds me of Steve Jobs, and I'll be like, what? And I'll be like, yeah, I go, okay. He <laughs> reminds me of Jeff Bezos's girlfriend,
2: huh? <laughs> yes, Mark. He'll go back to the real estate market, and and that's how Ben Simmons is the best player in the NBA. <laughs> really. That's amazing.
3: Uh, got to give him credit. You know, those analogies. Yes, Paulie.
4: I don't know if this is exact player copy. The <laughs> guy I was thinking about the other day when I was watching the Joker was, if, and this is old, this is dated, Danny Manning when he was at Kansas, he was the big guy and he was the focal point and everything ran through him. Mm. And whenever the game got tight, it was like Danny Manning was not the most selfish player. And if he didn't get knee injuries, he had been a real nice NBA player. Yeah. But when he was at Kansas, he was this big guy and you're like, he's not the, he can't jump out of the gym. He didn't look completely jacked, but he just crushed people. Danny Manning in college, yeah. and the whole offense ran through him.
3: Danny and the Miracles. Yeah, I got a chance to cover that, and I just remember the other teams had more talent. Was that uh, was Pritchard on that and Scooter Barry Milton on that? Milton, Milton, Milton Newton was Milton could
4: play. He had some compression shorts. I remember he wore <laughs> first guy with compression shorts. Scooter Barry, yeah. Yeah, uh,
3: Pritchard. Uh, but that, that team, and you're going, all right, they're somehow going to win this thing. And Danny Manning was uh, the biggest reason why. But but uh, Nuggets fans, go ahead. You know, Take your victory lap today.
2: Yes, Todd? How about John Daly as a comp at his peak? Someone that has a unique approach to his sport. To look at him, you wouldn't think there's anything particularly athletic about the guy. Okay. Yet he accomplished some shockingly big things
6: during his career. Okay. Yeah.
3: I don't know if uh, Joker has demons and vices like John does, but, uh, yeah, coming out of nowhere when he won the uh, PGA Championship at Crooked Stick. I still look back on that story, and I think he was the eighth alternate. And Nick Price, I think, uh, wasn't able to play in the PGA Championship, and his caddy caddied for John Daly, but John was the eighth alternate and ended up winning PGA Championship. Like, you talk about Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. Those odds aren't anywhere near John Daly. A, a, just eighth alternate, just to get in. Yeah, Paulie.
4: Buster Douglas was scheduled to be in the fight versus Tyson for months in advance. Yeah.
3: John Daly found out <laughs> on, like,
4: Tuesday he was going to be in the PGA.
3: Yeah. Well, he
4: would have probably been a Monday qualifier. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. he yeah. Didn't, have a, didn't he drive down and he had, to, like, nowhere to stay or yeah, something? Yeah, I think so. That but, might be the all-time, you had no idea the person's name the week before. Because Buster Douglas had fought, he 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 was actually yeah. a somewhat contending. Fight.
3: Yes, yes, that that he had a resume. Yeah, John, we had no idea, and then you saw that haircut, uh, the way you know he'd smoking heaters, and he had that uh, sort of mustache there. The sort way, of. yeah, with the way he, they he hit the ball. I I did a story on John Daly where I went to see him, and uh, we played golf, and. I remember he had an Arkansas Razorback golf ball, but he was hitting the ball over 300 yards. And I said, is that the best feeling ever? And he goes, no. I said, well, what's better than hitting the ball 300 yards? He goes, sex. (laughs) (laughs) I, I said, oh, okay. All right. But to him, it was natural that he would hit the ball that far. And, uh, Plus, not fun to play with because John had no patience. you'd get ready to you know I'd take a swing and he'd be walking right in front of you and I'd be I said, John, I'm not good enough, don't be doing that. I could hit you because I trust you, but you know he'd be having diet coats, cokes and uh, smoking heaters all
5: right uh what's the poll question we're going with, Seaton Dan, we put up uh, a poll question based on the oakland A's right now. Oh, the new and improved my oakland A's. Better protest strategy, a quiet, empty stadium or a full, angry
3: stadium? <laughs> the Oakland A's scored in the seventh and eighth inning. They beat Tampa again. They've won seven in a row. And uh, they had a reverse protest where fans showed up. Almost uh, 30,000 showed up. And uh, here is the uh, final call last night against the Rays. And it swung on and missed in the A's won running. On a night of incredible emotion, and with the unprecedented nature of the night, the Oakland A's have beaten the Tampa Bay Rays by the final of 2-1. to one. But on the same day, uh, Vegas approved the uh, financing for a new stadium as the uh, Oakland A's moving to Vegas. What? If, what how about this? If they make, like the, the movie Major Major League, if they make the playoffs, they get to stay. Can we do that? How about a tune-in factor for Major League Baseball with the Oakland A's? You say to the commissioner, hey, commissioner, that's pretty good. It would be a good story. If the Oakland A's make the postseason, they get to stay. Yeah,
4: Paul. <laughs> it, it's somewhat like soccer, relegation and promotion, but instead of, it'd be relocation. Yeah. How many games are? To the, how, okay, they're 23 and a half out. That's were, not bad. A lot of season left. Okay, twenty six out a week ago. No
3: chance or low chance of playoffs. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Wait, are you going no chance?
5: Nah, I'm going to go low
3: chance. Okay, yeah. I'm go low Always chance.
4: go low chance. It really hurts having the Rangers in the division. Never go no <laughs> chance.
3: Well, as long as the Angels keep playing the Rangers, that's good. Yeah.
4: The A's have won seven straight. Yeah. And
3: have they gained any ground?
4: Oh yeah, they were twenty six back a week ago. Okay. There's striking distance.
3: Oh, but they could make that up before the All-Star break.
4: If they win 24 in a (laughs) row and the Rangers lose 24 in a row, I think they take the division.
3: How about we take a break? Phone calls coming up and our play of the day is next. Had some downtime yesterday, and I was uh, looking at some Panini trading cards. There's so many great cards that they have. I love the NFL and NBA Prism packs. You can find something for everybody. There's something for everybody in every pack. And brand new NFT platform at nft.paniniamerica.net. One-of-a-kind digital cards. They're the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. They sponsor our stat of the day. Panini's public auctions on the site. You're going to find the hottest rookies, biggest superstars, the old time greats. These are the official products of the nfl nba ufc fifa world cup and collegiate sports also you can share your cards in the public gallery keep an eye out on the uh, panini nft platform for new features coming out next month the only platform where you can win physical versions of your nfts panini nft trading cards giving you the opportunity to pull autograph cards memorabilia cards rare inserts even one of one nfts from every base pack the official trading cards and nfts of the dan patrick show
1: I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Big
4: Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe.
2: Mexico will
6: likely have its first female president.
4: And then you have China.
2: Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed,
1: is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often.
4: Listen to the Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Oh my God! Oh, the of place. The of the place of the day. Let's get on it. Good out, Bennett looking cross-eyed. Stone intercepts this time. He sends it down in a waffle and go into
1: the goal. It's a hat trick in the clincher. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period.
3: Courtesy of Fox Sports Las Vegas, Mark Stone, first player to score a hat trick in the Stanley Cup clinching game, since, of course. Babe, die of the 1922 Toronto St. Patrick's. That's ah, your play of the day. Good squad, though. Yeah. Yeah. The Toronto St. Patrick's. Play of the day brought to you by My Plan from Verizon, giving you control over your phone plan. And we're giving you control over Marvin's cookout playlist this week. Go to danpatrick.com right now to vote. Then tune in Friday to hear your winning playlist. And when you go to danpatrick.com, you can order my book that's coming out in September, The Occasionally Accurate Annals of Football, with the NFL's greatest players' plays, scandals and screw-ups, plus stuff we totally made up. It's available pre-order at danpatrick.com. Some phone calls in here. Poll results, if you can. By the way, we're hearing from people saying the Colorado Avalanche won in their first year. They weren't an expansion team. Yes, Paulie?
4: How many parades have there been for sports in Vegas for a championship. The Las Vegas Aces, WNBA a couple years ago, yet last year. And then I would bet that UNLV would have had a parade. Do you think oh. they had a parade back when they won the title? I don't know. That might
5: have been pre-parade.
4: Yeah. Pre-parade.
3: Yeah. yeah. I don't know if their parade might have taken place <laughs> at different places. At a
4: crap table. Yeah, or maybe a strip club. Do college sports have parades? Like if you win the national title in football, do they have parades? Like when Georgia or Alabama? Or do they have like just? A, do they get together at the stadium?
3: They might get it together at a stadium or or in the arena for a basketball team. Right. Is yes.
2: It, yes, Mark. Just looked up. Looked it up online. The Running Rebels did have a parade Ooh. after they won the national
4: title in 1990. Okay. At the Bellagio. Ooh. No, that wasn't at the Bellagio. <laughs> yeah, Bellagio
3: it was just, wasn't there. <laughs> but do they go the strip?
4: Did the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA, did they go down the strip like a parade with people on? I have no idea. I'm looking forward to it. All right.
3: Yeah. I'm guessing the Golden Knights are going to have a parade. I hope they do. It'll be, it'll be good. It'll be fun. Yeah. You go down that one road, yes. real straight, and then turn, turn around. around and yeah, back, yeah, back. yeah, let's come back again. <laughs> you go down the strip and then turn around and come right back. Hey, we'll be right back. Yes, Todd.
2: You hear all these stories about how you deface the cup and these great What happens in Sin City with the Stanley Cup?
3: That seems like a normal night.
2: That can get very messy.
3: Yes. Uh, Michael Porter Jr. the third, Nuggets forward, coming up next hour. Brandel Chambly will join us from LA, L.A. Country Club as we get ready for the U S. Open. Uh, a couple of phone calls in here. Uh, Sean in Pennsylvania. Hey Sean, what's on your mind today?
2: Hey Dan, six three one eighty five. Right. Uh, I'm just uh, I'm getting married tomorrow, and just wanted to know if you guys had any advice for me.
3: Well, you probably should have reached out sooner, but uh, tomorrow. Where and when? Uh, In Tamaqua, Pennsylvania. Okay. The girl's name is Jill, and she also comes from an Italian family like your wife. Okay. Uh, Be careful, easy with the Italian jokes. Um, Make sure your best man knows the speech is not about him, and it's not about inside jokes. Make it about how beautiful the wife is and tell him keep it to three and a half minutes or less. Less is more. Um, is it indoor or outdoor wedding, Sean? Uh, the ceremony is outdoor and then the receptions is indoor. Polly, do you have the weather forecast?
4: For Tamaqua, Pennsylvania, of yes, course I do, yes. Dan. It's uh, You picked the right day because today it's rainy in Tamaqua, high of 77 and sunny. Oh, Load up on deodorant. That's going to be beautiful
3: there. But make sure... The mother in law has a great time and of course your wife, it's their day. Not yours. It's their day, so make sure you accommodate. All right. Thank you, Dan. And and Sean, don't like comment like Fritzy has done before how hot the bridesmaids are. Do not do that. Wow,
2: Michelle Michelle's looking really good. <laughs> yeah, I know not, I'm getting married to you in a couple of minutes. Do but...
3: not do that, okay? But good luck, Sean. We're all counting on you and uh, send us pictures when you get married. We'd
5: love to we'd love to have one of those. Speaking of which, uh, remember to smile. A lot of people are taking pictures. Make oh, sure yeah, you're yeah. always oh, smiling. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right.
3: Did you smile a lot at your wedding? I didn't remember you smiling a lot. So I don't you. know that I did. Yeah. <laughs> you look like you weren't miserable. You were just busy. You were st- doing stressed, <laughs> stressed a little bit. No, I don't know. I don't okay.
5: know. I really, you know what makes me think I had, I didn't smile a lot is that I've never seen a picture from her wedding. <laughs> so it makes me wonder. Wait, if, wait, wait. You've never seen the photo album? No, I don't even think we got one. <laughs> we didn't even buy it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. You had a great setup, that barn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. a great setup. Yeah, yeah. it was a fun wedding. It was yeah. a lot of fun.
3: Yeah, I had a good time. I smiled. Yeah. I had
5: a These great time. People seem to enjoy
4: themselves. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, Pauline. Wasn't C's anniversary just a couple days ago? Does that sound right? Yeah. So yeah. I, on my, you know, Facebook, they do that thing where memories come up and you see what you did <laughs> in certain days. So I, of course, I see memories and there's me and my wife and, and a lovely outdoor event. I'm like, oh, what is this? And then I remembered because I wore the exact same tan suit that Seton and all his brothers <laughs> and wore. You know, it was an outdoor wedding in the summer. Yeah, I, fair. I had my nice tan Brooks brothers. Oh, I no. don't get to bust it out too often. I roll up to the wedding, I get out, I see Seton, his brother, and a couple other oh, girls no. wearing the exact
3: same <laughs> I tan
4: suit. I and I was clearly not one of the groomsmen.
3: <laughs> it's not like another woman wears a white dress at a wedding. I mean, it felt like you were one of the groomsmen. Yeah, I was
4: back up if someone went down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were there in
3: yeah. I'll produce will Uh Seth in Iowa. Good morning, Seth. What's on your mind today? Yeah, um, I had a little you guys are talking about Jim Leland smoking heaters and the ball players uh, smoking in the dugouts back in the day. Um, My dad used to get free tickets. I grew up about 40 minutes north of Chicago back when
2: they were just trash. And, uh, you know, Mickey Mordini, G-Man, Henry Rodriguez, Grace. Um, Benito Santiago was on the on-deck circle just smoking a stogie, getting ready to jump into the box, and I couldn't believe it. I was probably
0: only 10 or 11 at the time. Wow. And it just it blew my mind that he was just sitting there ripping on a stogie,
3: swinging the bat. <laughs> Benito Santiago was fascinating to watch. He was a great hitter, but he had such a great arm that he would throw guys out. He didn't even get up out of the crouch as a catcher. He, he was unbelievably athletic there. But, uh, Benito Santiago, he was usually up there in the batting race. He was, he was an interesting guy. And, and Finn, usually your catcher is a little stockier. Benito, Looked like he could have been a shortstop. Yes, Pony.
4: When I was a little kid, I liked Tony Pena because he put his leg out when yes. he was catching. I had no idea why he yeah. was doing it.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there are a couple of those guys. Johnny Bench was the first athletic catcher, uh, and he's my favorite. But he was one of those guys, that, and he played other positions, too. He played third, played first. Uh, but I remember when he was behind the plate, he kind of changed. He had the one, one hand behind his back. So you didn't get that foul tip on your hand. But, you know, Johnny Bench could, if you were running, he was going to get you. All right. One hour in the books, two more to go on this Wednesday. Michael Porter Jr. of the Nuggets will join us. And Brandel Chambly will join us from the U.S. Open. More phone calls coming up. Hour two on the way.